Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been here. It's the Black Country Blokes, tuning the fact about everything is mental health, disability, and life in general. Here with me, Kev Dillon, and my partner in crime, as always, Lee Cadman. And you may recognise his face, John Collins. He's been on a few times now. He's been on the radio. He's, he's almost like the, the fair black country <laughs> bloke. There are times he pops on. <laughs> but he's got his new podcast coming. You've done your first one now, haven't you, bruv? Yes, we've done the we've done the first one. We just like need to put it on onto like our uh, onto the platform stuff now. I think we've had like a, a few little setbacks. Um obviously moving forward, but like yeah, soon soon to be soon to be released. What's it called, Kev? Don't call, remember? It's not hard to the core. It's called down to, down to the core. Down to the core. <laughs> yeah, down to the core. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about that as well as many other things in a sec. But as always, we're going to talk about gratitude. Always like to start the show with our gratitude list. Um, now, my daughter, through lockdown, was obsessed with Harry Potter. She absolutely loved it. And we promised her to get there. So for Christmas, we got the tickets. So me, the wife, and the the baby went to Harry Potter World on Saturday. Lovely. Lovely. I don't know. Some people go a lot of touch. Some people have gone eight times, you know, but <laughs> it's our own. <laughs> you know, it's, but we all enjoyed it. And then we had a lovely night out. And then um, I was talking to the Uber driver on the way. I said, what's around here? He said, well, why don't you get a taxi? Uh, not a taxi. Uh, get a train to London. So we got the train to London. We had a nice day out there. And it was nice. The three of us having family time and London, good for a day. It's expensive, <laughs> but what what does surprise me is how people are, are so. And this was Harry Potter world as well. Unapologetic, unapologetically rude. Yeah. Some people are just they will cut into in front of you. They'll they see you having a picture. They'll step in front, and it, it's not even. a... I'm sorry, because no one drops clangers more than me, and you know, actually, and it's I'm 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 I crawl up my own arse. I'm so sorry, but some people, bloody hell, manners is it's like a dying art. And I've lost the grateful bit in this, to be honest, mate. <laughs> I'm grateful. <laughs> <about> you? <laughs> I that I've got manners, <laughs> and I'm grateful for the time I spent with my girls. But it makes you look, and it's you think, oh, the, the British were so rude. But you look at in London, you've got everyone from everywhere. And it's a global phenomenon of losing manners. So be grateful if you've got them. Or be grateful if, you know, you've been taught them. Because what I see, like, through the boxing club is, it's everything is easy if you know it, if you've been taught it. And these simple things of handshakes, eye contact, please, thank yous, are an art that's dying out. So as parents, as teachers, as coaches, as mentors, it's our job to teach the generation the skills that we have. And I saw this thing, and I'll, I'll post it on one of my social medias, um, Bruce Lee saying, we're always trying to give our children the things that we didn't have, as in possessions, but we forget about giving the things that we did have, the life lessons of manners, compassion, the common good. So it hasn't always got to be a gift of possession, but give them the gift of knowledge 
of courtesy. What are you grateful for? Definitely my bed. Your bed? <laughs> yeah. My little one's had a few days of being ill now, so we've been stopping downstairs closer to her on the uh, on the pull-out sofa bed. And my God, am I feeling that now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to having a few nights now. She's a bit better in, in my own bed. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's my bed. Looking for, you know, grateful for that. Simple things. You take that thing away. You know, yeah. a good night's sleep. Is... In just that, we've got two dogs as well. And you can guarantee that one wants to get up every 35 seconds if you're downstairs to go outside. Mm. Whereas usually it's your last all night. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to my bed. What are you grateful for, bruv? I'm grateful for being alive, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, if you know, I've, I've like, had, a, had an accident last week in my car. Um, it's in the right arm, miss. Um, nothing that the uh, tea cut's going to polish out anytime soon. Mm. It looks like a transformer that won't transform back. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're lucky, darling. Yeah, yeah. yeah do, do you get a new car as well, though, now? Uh, I wouldn't say I get a new car. I've got, like, an, I've got a new courtesy car, but, yeah. like, I think but I, I, will, I will get another car eventually. Yeah. Um, but I think... Mostly what I took from it is like that happened and I think working under a state of shock, mm. I just got everything sorted within about say 10, 15 minutes. Like obviously the police were there, got everything all sorted and like it was only when I got back home, I realised that wow, that could have been like a lot worse. I could have been like when, when I tell people what, what I've gone through, what's happened. Most people, a lot of people had car accidents, but it's like if there's people who are in worse situations and, and well, funnily enough, I was just about to jump on the motorway, but this happened like on on in Wolverhampton on a on a on a dual carriageway, and like it's made me think to myself, I'm really grateful for being alive and being able just to still flap my legs around, move my hands around, look left and right, and um, and still kind of irritate my family a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah, I'm I'm, just, I'm grateful just I'm, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be here most definitely, and grateful to see you another day. But it, as you said, like like we were talking about this the other week uh, about trauma. And sometimes the trauma happens, your car accident, and if you fall apart, you see people on the side of the road sobbing, don't they? Yeah. A, I could have died. B, my car, and I love my car. And other people put a cork in it. And sometimes you don't know when that cork's going to come out because you could be there and just start crying, or it could be 10 years down the line, or from a car accident to whatever it is. We don't know how we're going to be until it happens. Like when it kicks off in a pub, you don't know. And a lot of time, you just survive it, don't you? Afterwards, you go, Jesus Christ, I could have died then. It was only, it was, it was not until the afternoon when I realised what I'd done, what had happened, and then I was like, oh, I, 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 mm. it's like it's almost like the the shock kind of with withholds. Mm. It's on, there's something about like um, there's like you've got this like level of manliness. And I was like, oh, I'm all right, I've, I've got this sorted. You want to speak to people? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm. I didn't feel fine by about, say, seven, eight o'clock. Because mm. that's when, like, my, obviously my neck started hurting, my wrist started. Everything started hurting around about, say, six, seven o'clock. Mm. But, like, say, going into the next day, I realised what it was. I mean, it's kind of like, it's like you say, like, it, it comes, it doesn't always come on instantly. Uh, with something like that, you can, it can stretch itself out a little, little bit of time before it kind of hits you. But it's just like how you kind of deal with it um, and what you do with it, like, later on and, on, and then how you look at it as, in a gratitude kind of in a gratitude way so like you start you start start being very very grateful for it and it's like i was talking to someone the other day we're talking about talking about the same thing with gratitude and they're saying well do you never realize like how grateful you are for your nose until it gets blocked mm. until you start sneezing you, you go mm. but as soon as like it's it's clear you're like 
I'm so grateful this now. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and even things that's even things that smell terrible, you're glad just to smell them, are you? Mm. But it's a short lived gratitude, isn't it? Mm. It's like when you poo, you go, oh, I feel, I, I think I'm gonna die, and then you go, I feel great, I feel great. But by the next day, you're forgetting how great it feels to feel great. Yes, and, and it's like when you, it, it is though, isn't it? It's like you. Know, on holiday, I'll tell you something, I ain't gonna sweat that small stuff no more. I'm gonna smell the rose, I'm gonna see my friends, and we all felt that in COVID. Yeah. You know, an air a day. I'm gonna change my and then as soon as you're back on the in the rat race, you forget. I and mean, sometimes we do need and that's why I love doing the gratitude list for you, and I do it with my daughter, I try my best to do it myself. <clears throat> is keep that gratitude, reminding yourself of the gratitude. Because it's so easy, isn't it, to go? Oh yeah, I can smell. Oh, but oh, what have I got to smell around Briley Hill? Yeah. Well, but you can. Oh, but, yeah, one hundred percent. I think like um, I've started doing something on my social media like every day now, and do like I've got these cards called affirmation cards, mm. and I got them. And like so, I've, I've looked through them before, but it's like you say. Sometimes you look. I looked at them, and like I didn't really. Kind of, I looked at them, and like I didn't really kind of feel them. But like as you say them out loud, and you share them with it, with and, and you share what it means to you. Actually, actually, like projecting it means a whole mean, means like a, a great deal. Rather than just think about something or just writing something down or just looking at something, actually, actually putting it into the universe as like mm. me and my pals always say. It makes a whole lot of difference when you actually speak it into existence or you, you, you say it out there. And then, like, I look back at those cards again, and when I read read back each one, I remember what I probably said about that and what it means to me. So, like, yeah, it's a uh, most definitely, mate. It's, uh, it's almost like an under it's very, very underrated. Well, me, uh, my wife, and my daughter, through lockdown, we, we did the gratitude box and things we we're grateful for and things we wanted to do, i.e., going to Harry Potter World, i.e. Uh, being able to kiss nanny and granddad, being able to have a sleepover in nanny and granddad. And it'd been there in the vestibule, uh, in this little box. And at Christmas, I said, hey, bet we open it. And we opened it all up. And we read it. And I said, well, hey, bet this year, we we make a, an effort to do stuff. And also be like, we have seen nanny and granddad. We have had a cuddle. We have had a sleepover. Uh, and then we have gone to Harry Potter. And I said, every Christmas, we'll reopen and read it and remind ourselves of how desperate we were to go and see Nanny and Grandad. And then each year, we're going to write a few things um, that we're once again grateful for and that we want to achieve next year. And just keep it going for as many years as you can. Yes. And just remind yourself, like, because at the moment, it's, even as it's not 10 years ago, the lockdown was only two years ago. Yeah. But... Seeing Nanny and Grandad. What's the best thing about seeing Nanny and Grandad? But at that time, going and giving your mom a kiss and Nanny giving the baby a munch was massive, wasn't he? And you figured the last couple of Christmases, all I want for Christmas this year is see my mum and be together. Then this Christmas, all I want for Christmas is Lamborghini. Yeah. We, we forgot about it. Yeah. And you're going, it was the last flipping year. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't in the 90s or in the 2000s. It was last year. And that's what we've got to remind ourselves of the lessons we've learned. Because it's so easy to forget, isn't it? Oh, most definitely, mate. It's, 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 it's almost like you treat it as like something disposable. Mm -hmm. Where it's just like, here's that, oh, and, and that's it. But when you, but you, you have to understand like how valuable it actually is. And like, like you said about like obviously the lockdown. Because like I go to my mum's every weekend mm -hmm. religiously, and 
I was still able to pop to mum, obviously through lockdown. Like obviously I said, I didn't go into my mum's. Like I just see her from the doorstep or mm. something like that. But like now, I'm, it's a it's just like an ultimate like religious thing that like me and my son do. We spend like time with my mum mm. on the weekend and just do what we do to, we do what we do together. And sometimes we may not even do anything. It might be just me sitting there, half snoozing. Yeah, yeah. Back and forth, and but like we just with just being within that in that that vicinity, been around my mum and pot around and. And eat all the food and like empty the fridge out for us. But that's, that's typical son. Yes, that's what that's what, that's what I'm meant to do. <laughs> yeah, that's but, it. But at the time, we because as we do now, we take it for granted. And it was like a, a death, wasn't it? Because will we be able? And I remember at the time, it seemed so mad. Look at it now. Will we ever get back to that? Will we ever be able to go to London? Will we ever go to theme parks? Will we ever get on the tube again? Will we ever go to Merrill again? And at the time, I wasn't sure. Looking at it with hindsight, looking at it now, going, oh, yeah. But at the time, it was the Black Death, and it was the simple things of being able to go to your mom's city, the place that you, you feel safe on your mom's city. Yes. And thinking, are we going to survive this? And it's reminding yourself... The things that we take for granted might not be here one day. Oh, yeah, your smell, your sight, your sound, your family, your loved ones, your ability to swallow. And remind yourself, while they are here, enjoy them. Well, I think it's more, as much about physical cues as well, isn't it? Because you won't remind yourself because life moves too quick. Hmm? Before you know it, you're on to whatever else is going on in your life. Uh, I'll think about it again, my, my little, and I'm very grateful for my own health because mm. I, I have a daily reminder of what bad health is. Mm. You know, I, I wake up every day and kind of see how it can affect you. So, you know, having something there is physical. Mm. Like John says, he has he has the cards where he reads the affirmations. That's a physical reminder of actually, and then that, and then your memory kicks in, doesn't it? Right, I, actually, that's what you know. I read that out, and that's what I that's what I relate that to. If you're just trying to do it within your own head, there's a good chance. Well, next, like COVID, you don't hear about COVID anymore. So you you, you forget about all that, don't mm. you? You've moved on because it does feel like 10 years ago already. Well, my wife, when she does her gratitude list, because she was taught that, and she physically writes it down. Yeah. Whereas me, because, I mean, I always write everything. I just, every, all my learning is just over and over in my head. Mind. Yeah. And it's, it's because I can go into, spirals of positive or negativity but it's reminding yourself going and it is hard like the other day with Osman having his head cut you know you go ah bastard and you go into and you go ah and then you know you throw why why is the world so much and you have to go stop it's just mm. that's that change and sometimes it's just a conversation because you had a conversation with Osman not long after yeah and, and he was cool about it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, not cool, but he was yeah. he was like, Well, it is what it is, and, and it's not gonna stop me, basically. And I think sometimes when people can get this wrong and say you feel about joy, I think sometimes feel the emotion. If you're feeling sad, if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling I have the emotion, I think sometimes when we're trying to move on from the emotion too quickly, and it's okay, be positive, be positive, be positive, mm -hmm. and you go, Well, that's Call being fake, then yeah. Sometimes you've got to go, that, That's hurt me, or that's made me sad, or I'm, I feel cross. But you know what? In time, it might be this afternoon, it might be tomorrow, I'm gonna to be all right. Again. And I don't think there's a, a, there's this fine feel that feel that anger, feel whatever it is, but mm. also look for the positive in it. 
You know, don't don't just think yeah. it's all. You've always got, you've yeah, always, you've always got and that don't mean you're not going to be angry. That just means be angry and then stop and go. Well, actually, I'm not happy about this, but this is what's good that's come out of that. I think the thing I always say is like try not just to blanket the emotion or not just to blanket it because whatever you blanket, it's still underneath there. Mm. So it's best if you kind of just deal with it the best you can, understand what it is, and like as my pal, I'll always like say, I'll always keep on using saying you you, you, see, you have to like know understand the nature of the beast you're dealing with mm. and once you kind of understand it you'll never change from what it is but you'll just kind of just like deal with it like a little bit better it, and it's it's cool growing up as well isn't it oh yeah and it's <clears throat> like even like just as we're now three blokes having a chat about feelings and emotions and people say why didn't you do this earlier because i wasn't in that space to have done it earlier i was still coming to terms which i still am there with with different emotions and the difference with me now is i can go well yeah you, you've got a point there or and i'm not saying i was ignorant but i was more ignorant than i was then and we were we were me and christian murray one of my coaches stroke boxers was talking about that yesterday and go what you feel as a child your first love or your best mate you feel that emotion with every part of your being don't you i love her or my best friend we're gonna be best friends forever yeah i'm gonna be and then all of a sudden you get to you have your heart broken you learn about life you learn about people you learn about yourselves and you're going we may not always be friends or you might not be the person i for you or maybe i'm not the person you that's called living and learning isn't it of course it is and like i think on, on, and it's like when you're when you're younger like you're you're you all think you're all you're the same mm. it's like oh these are all my mates and we all like going to this club we're all like chased after these girls and we're all like doing this and we're all like doing that and then as you get a bit older you realize oh that's not for me anymore mm. and some will go no but that's what we always do we go no nah, but I'm, it's it's past me it's, it'll always say some things all pass a sell by date mm. and once you pass a sell by date it doesn't mean that like i'm better than you now it just means that like that's not for me anymore mm. But like I like what they're doing over there, so I want to have a look at look at that. And like it's, and I think that's probably where sometimes we get it, get this thing crossed. And when you're amongst like all your your male friends and whatever, it's like to show like a level of emotion or something. It's, it's always, it was always seemed to be soft, mm. but like I think it worked at that time. Mm. So I think someone being like really kind of emotional and whatever when you're like seventeen and eighteen, mm. going to nightclubs and pubs and going like to places it, it wouldn't it, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have fit in but, but you're always gonna you're always gonna try and this is the thing about like when you see all kids dressing the same or doing the same <clears throat> we were there at one time mm. but like obviously the emotion being emotional and being like kind of feeling about you touching with your feelings like that kind of thing it would never have worked at that time mm. but it takes time um for you to get like to that place um I'd say yes, spiritually and emotionally, and like obviously with age, before you cut, you start to understand how to control it a bit better, because like you're never going to be ultimately just like now at this age, I'm the super soft now, and like I'm very. Yeah. It's almost like I've got that side to me, and I've got this side to me, and I can balance it up a little bit rather than just going, I'm all this or I'm all this, because either one or the other is never any good, is it? But I've, I've, we've said it on, on a million times, John, through the podcast and just phone calls. <coughs> you're not just one thing, are you? No. And what kind of does me at the moment is everyone's got to be a certain way. And I think the old saying is it takes all sorts for the world to, it, it takes all sorts. And I like that because we're all, 
different and you've got different parts of your personality for different people you've got different parts of yourself for different occasions you're not just one thing you're many different things that's what makes you special and if you are emotional all the time you're being false in, in a way and if you're hard all the time so, you're being false there's you, different sides to the coin isn't that you, you're very right i think like um I, I would like to say like um no have you, have you ever like any like lads or, or or even sometimes girls you've got like real kind of hard nicknames like oh it's bash our or the knockout king or whatever i'll say can I ask his mom and his name? <laughs> What's his name? Yeah. His name's Darren. Or yeah. his, name, his name's Sarah. Yeah. And when Sarah's here, she makes a nice cup of tea. Mm. And she's gonna text me shopping. Mm. And like, you know, she gives me like a back rub and a, and a foot massage. Yeah. But like, put that person out on a Friday night with the lads. And mm. like, that's to be seen. So what's the, what, what comes more, what comes more easier? Doing the shopping, being a nice person, or whatever, or being because like I'm, I've seen that. Like it's a graft. I'm, mm. like, like, I've given it a try myself. I'm like, this is a lot of overtime <laughs> for no pay. Mm. It's, it's just like a, a lot of overtime for no pay. It's yeah, like, it's just not enjoyable. Is no, it? It's not enjoyable. It's, it's, it, it's like um, I remember. I don't know if I've said this before, but when I was like younger, I was like, um, I was only like kind of skinny and small. But like when we used to go to like nightclubs, we used to go to forty twos. You know, I was having. And I remember, like every say every Saturday morning or every Saturday morning or Sunday morning, my shoulders and my calves would ache. It's probably why I've got good calves and good shoulders because <laughs> I'd been I'd stand up like this, <laughs> trying to look me. <laughs> and like I'm, I'm sure people probably laughing at me going. He's a lovely lad. So I'd keep my shoulders up from the second I walk through that door. Mm. Like, and because like my pals, some of my pals are like a little bit taller than me. And like, I'm on my tiptoes, just for, mm. like, for hours on end, trying to be like this. But to get back home, my mum will say he's a lovely dad. Yeah. And my aunt will say, we've never heard him swearing in his life. Or yeah. he's great, he's nice. And like, that is it. That was so easy for me to keep. It's a relaxing, they don't let me sleep, mm. but like that bit there, giving it like um, the Billy Big Balls and that kind of stuff. It's, it's a graft, it's a real graft. I remember I was doing my counseling course because I was going to be a counselor, and there's something I can't remember bang up. It's how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive that other people perceive us, and how people actually perceive us. Yeah, and, it, and it's that, isn't it? You know, like, you, you could be trying to be this butch person. Mm. And you think that people see you as a butch person, but everyone's just seeing you as a nice person or an idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or people, and some people, you go, and we, oh, what what must I make of me? And some people just haven't even noticed you exist. Well, yeah. that's, that's the thing, isn't it? There's only yeah. one of them that actually matters, and that's yeah. how you perceive yourself. Yeah. And the very, very small circle. Well, it's not, because you can't you can't change their no, opinion no, either way. Have you, you, have you children? Have you, you know what I mean? It's... But if you're working on how you perceive yourself, yeah, then that that in turn, and anyone who's close to you, you know, if you if you're going well, I'm a mean, angry person, mm. and you're realising that, then you can change it, yeah, and then that'll change the people who are close to your perception of you. Yeah. It, whereas there's no point in in trying to change people's perception of you, other people, because you don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. Because John might think, oh, Lee's a really nice bloke over there. You're going to speak to my wife. Get him out the air. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't You can't change that, can you? 
one thing I used to have this saying, she always used to say, never swear for me. I mean, like, you know, never, you know, never swear for me to say, well, I'm the best person. Like, obviously, what I took from this was like, to me, she's the greatest person. Mm-hmm. And I can say to my mate, on the show, the on the show, my man's passed away many years. I'll say on the show, this woman, she's the greatest woman and the smartest woman in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, who is she? And I'll say, she taught me, um, she, she taught me loads of things. And the person that you see me today is because of her. And I go, oh, that's great. I want to be, I want to be like a bit like you, or I want to be a bit, a bit of that as well. Take her to my nan's house, and I'll catch her on a bad day, and she's like, who's him? <laughs> we'll see, we'll see there, yeah. And I'm like, just come to show him. I'm in the mood. Don't like you. Get out of my house. And then, like, no, he's like, well, I thought you said she was the greatest person in the world. I'm like, well, she is. I'm like, well, she didn't seem that way to me. Mm. So it's just like, to me, she could be great, mm. and but to somebody else, not so, not so, mm. not so great. Mm. It's just that that percept that we say like, pe- different people have different perceptions, and you can never, as I say, you can never really swear for anybody. So, like, obviously, people's personas that they just their their tendency of of changing. And some people are great, like we've, we've said, some people um, are forever friends, some people are seasonal friends, some people are, and it's knowing where to put people, isn't it, sometimes, and that's not being horrible. Uh, you were saying about a book, wasn't you, saying there's a, a very, very small fraction of people who do tick everything, we were saying on the phone. Oh, yes, it was, um, the, I've, I've, I've mentioned this book so many times, so it's books I'm listening to on, on the audio book, it's called The Laws of Human Nature, I think it's called The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene, and like obviously it, it, it says like there's only like a small percentage of people who, who are what they say they are, mm. and like even, and, and then, then they'll, no one will ever be that 100%, mm. or no the, obviously, the percentage may the highest level of percentage may be up to about say, I'm just quoting this, I may not be right, but like maybe say something like 70 or 80. But if you've got 70 or 80, you're doing really, really well mm. because, like, ultimately, when when people say, like, I'm I'll just take me, I'll just take, take me, take it or leave it, this is the way I am. It's like, no, you don't necessarily have to be that way, but like, it's not if you know like this the, the percentage of the percentage of what we think we are we, it's not always always that mm. um but like you know you can also have people who who keep the same persona or keep that same way or that keep that same energy about them all the time and it says like you've got to kind of keep those people because like they are kind of very um more authentic within themselves because like it's something that they don't have to try to be, they don't have to try to be a certain way. So that, that was like a that's basically what I was just saying. Yeah. That's people who are who are more concerned about what other people are thinking, so will change their behaviours to suit. Yeah. Like the person, I don't, I don't care what you think about me. You know that type of person when yeah. they do they because do. they do, they're putting that attitude out for you. You know, and you, it's not enough time taking a look at yourself and going, well, actually, this is what I think about myself. Does that line up? Or is that just what I'm thinking? I said this to my mum never day. My mum calls like girlfriend. And um, I was saying to them, people, have you ever noticed people who keep saying, I ain't bothered, I ain't bothered? Yeah. They are the most bothered people. Feel, yeah. Because like, if you wasn't bothered, you wouldn't need to tell. You, you wouldn't need you to wouldn't say, say it, would you? You'd be like, because like, there's things that don't bother me. And I'm just like, hmm. yeah. and, and that's as much as you get. You get like a kind of a noise out of me. Yeah. I don't need to say that I'm not bothered about it. I'm just like I just won't react to it. I'll just like leave. But like the people who tell you they are not bothered, they are more bothered more than anybody else. But yeah. it's like them people who go, "Oh, it's only banter." <laughs> no, you're being obnoxious and rude. Yeah, banter when we're all having a laugh. You haven't got to taste banter because we're all enjoying. Yeah, 
the, but you know, it's banter. Or, it doesn't need a label, does it? No, mm. but it's just it, it, you, you've been rude. You've been caught out for being rude, and now you're hiding behind. I'm only joking. Yeah. No, you've been offensive. <laughs> there's a, there's, <laughs> there's going to be a consequence. Not with free speech. Free speech is a great gift that we all have. But you have the right to offend, and you have the right to be yeah. offended. And if you say something and it does offend, then you've got to have the fallback from it. And it's say what you mean, but don't say it mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we can all have a point without being cruel to it. Yeah. And as you say, uh, I'm not bothered. Well, you are because you've, you know, someone saying, I'm not being racist. Yeah. Well, <laughs> before you say it, I have a feeling you're going to say racist, something that's going to yeah, make everyone cringe. Yeah. Yeah. In my experience, anything yeah. that starts with, I ain't being racist. No, I normally say, Especially if you just park that one, <laughs> <laughs> just leave that one there, leave, that, leave it for somebody else. Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> leave, leave it for somebody else. But he's like, don't, don't. You know, I'm not a thief. Well, I wasn't calling you a thief. Why have you brought this to our attention? Okay. Why deny it before we've even got around <laughs> to the subject matter? And it, it, it is those needs. Yeah. And yeah, it's I, almost admitting guilt, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a thief. By the way, <laughs> the card's gone. <laughs> I'm borrowing it, but it's stealing. <laughs> yeah. With this, like, how we talk is so important, isn't it? And <clears throat> often we give away the plot, almost as you say, I'm, uh, I don't care what I say. Well, you do. Or I don't care what other people think. You do. But it, it becomes the mask, doesn't it? As you were saying about, like... um walking there chest out i'm trying to scare away people before they ever go at me i don't care what you say i'm saying that so you can't hurt me a dog only barks when it doesn't want to bite you yeah and that's the same kind of thing. i'm putting up a shield a mask a front so people can't hurt me and when i went to therapy one of my many times with therapy and he, he was saying i've said this a lot on the show he went you have your doorman uh, you have your, your doorman first and uh, your diplomat at the back. So they've got to get through your tough exterior before they meet the lovely bloke in the back. Which, uh, you, went, you you can keep them both, but just swap them over. Have the nice guy there at the front and the doorman is there to keep you safe. If So you kept two key parts of your personality to keep you safe, but you just swap the order over. And that really changed how I approach people and how I allow people to approach me. It's funny you should say, because like I said, I worked doors a good many, good many years. I've done like, <clears throat> I've done like a security for a good couple of years as well. But like, um, one thing I always used to pride myself on was being able to be the smoothest person to eject someone mm. to the point where they'd shake my hand when they come out the front of the door. <laughs> yeah. But like some days, my approach wasn't going to work, wouldn't work. So I'd like to either shout like, uh, when I was working with like Big Fletch or Gav or my pal Bod or, or any other, or whichever, or any other, or any other big lads, I was go, they'd go, what will take you from here? Straight out. And, and not, cause yeah. that's, that's a language that that person, that yeah. person speaks. Yeah. But like, um, it's, it's almost like the, sometimes let me do the speaking first. And if that weren't working, go back so like you, you always need that like, you know like you need that like kind of uh that dynamic not just within doors but sometimes like obviously within life I, i'm not condoning like obviously you get your biggest mate no, no. <laughs> to go and <laughs> people around or get me to speak to them first and like i'm like 
Okay. Well, yeah, this, yeah. It's amazing how many probably uh, conversations and great people you missed out on yeah. because you put that wrong person in, in front to begin with. Yes, precisely. But once again, that person, because all of our personalities, all our addictions, all our <clears> good <throat> traits and our bad traits are part of us that live in us. And someone, once again, one of my many therapy sessions says, that person, that part of you does not want to leave and it will fight to die. To stay there, you drink, you smoke, you drugs, you fornicating, you self-loathing, your depression. All of those little parts of you don't want to be got rid of. So sometimes it's letting them have their little bit of place in you. You know what I mean? It's You're, you're still going to be alive, but you're not going to have such a major role. And I think that's sometimes like with the doorman and the diplomat, it's not getting rid of them. It's just putting them somewhere. Yeah. And then... Knowing when they're needed. Knowing when they're needed. We're going to have uh, crazy Kevs coming out tonight or, you know, um, you're sad, so let's have that bit of sadness. You know, it's it's learning those different parts of yourself. And once again, that's age, isn't it? A lot of it does come down to age because I think, like, um, When you work on the door, you can you can see it in different. You can you can see like very all the different. I love working. I love working on the door because like there was different things you could see. Mm. Not what you think, Kev, but like <laughs> <laughs> just like because like I'm, I, I, I like watching people and like obviously mm. like um, I'm always intrigued like on how people what are people when people come to the front door mm. before like what, obviously sometimes when they're drunk and they will like say things like. I'm a policeman, so I'm all, I'm all right today. Or, mm. But like, um, it's just the dynamic of like, uh, I've, kind of, I've kind of lost the track of what my thought was now. But like, um, you get to see all the different ty- all the different types human behavior. Yeah, all the all the different all the different behaviors, and like they all kind of like seep out one way or another. But like, obviously, the you know once they've got like a few a few drinks and then like it's all it's all changed. But like, you realize like this person like who's been like a complete div now. Mm. Next morning, he's the greatest person ever. What's the, mm. what's the alcohol? What's the alcohol? I found that when I was running the pubs, exactly yeah. the same. And and also because of the type of pubs that we around, it was locals. You would have the what what I'd now consider kids, the eighteen year olds, when they're old enough to drink, coming in. You you see the the wildness in them, yeah, the fun, the playfulness. But as the years go on, you yeah. see them calming down, and they get the families, and it's all it just you know they still come to the pub, but they, it's a different. Mm. It's a different type of atmosphere when they're coming, and it'd be fat, it'd be groups of them, groups of the friends who started out there and then they moved to in, they started getting partners, the partner started joining, it just calms down as it goes yes, along. It, that's what I was trying to you know, because I was talking, like, I think I lost my train of thought, but like that's what I was trying to say. That, like, even with from the security and the people who attend the clubs, so when we start, when we when you start working on the doors, you'll see, um, depending like, on where it is, you'll see that they'll, they'll start off as students. And then they'll go like to another age group, and like some people, like there are people who say, "This is the only club that they go to." They feel comfortable where they know all the doormen, and like they like it there. And like they'll start off with students, and then like you end up keep on slinging them out, and then them being sick everywhere, and they come out with like sick down the front of the t-shirts and whatever. Give it like a couple more years, they can hold the drink a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. So like now they're actually they're okay. And we have to say to them every once in a while, just make sure you behave. Go, yeah, yeah, no worries. And then, like, obviously, you get into like the the latter years, and it's almost like uh, they start saying things like, 
Oh, these kids in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, forget that they were thrown up yeah, down the, yeah. the shirt 10 years ago. And, and on the opposite <laughs> scale, with a doorman, so they'll start off as either young and kind of like, oh, I want to throw everybody out. And, and the, the story, they always go, yeah, I want to rag this person out. I want to twist him up and do this. And then as the as the, the, the years go by, they like they realise that, like, this is hard work. And it becomes like they go from being super kind of, Ah, too very kind of diplomatic. Mm. But like I took some good advice off some of the guys I work with. There's like they say to me, John, just come in. It's only a part-time, it's just a part-time job. Come and just do what you need to do. You don't need to be racking people if you just work smart. Mm. And like it was all the old, it was all the guys who was in their forties and upwards who used to talk like that. Mm. But you'd still look at like the young lads and like they'd what that's something to prove or they mm. wanted to like get involved in the action, which as I say, like it, it has its place sometimes, but sometimes it can fuel the fire mm. but like ultimately you see every, every, everyone changes like and the longer you stay in like an environment like that you all kind of grow together so you get to the point where they go i don't really go out no more i just want to go to a nice wine bar throwing a, throwing a drink mm. in and, and the person who's working on the front door is like oh, i can't be really like all this madness and whatever i just want to work on a quiet door mm. where like obviously you know it's going to be like a, a 70s night or an 80s night mm. that's what i want to do but everyone like ultimately they change and like they feel you know, like it, with the age you can just like obviously within their actions and obviously what they see and what they do and it, some people though don't you know, some people are still wearing the same nwa t-shirts or the same metallica t-shirts 30 years <laughs> after the party's ended <laughs> and and it's like it's one of my mates went to the bunch went like oh uh, that kev kev dylan's wife phones up every night god and everyone's going oh god what a cow. What a cow. What are you thinking? She's at home with the kids every night. And she's the baddie, but he's the one who's staying out every night, coming back pissed. You know, at last time, the babbies have gone to bed. But it's how you see stuff, isn't it? To you, Kev's the funniest bloke in the pub. We think, well... Yeah. That's also where you're seeing it now, like it's a bad thing, whereas to them, it might, you know, that, that's just the way that it is. Yeah. You know, it's we all see it different don't we we yeah. see that we're looking and going well they haven't grown up well yeah. actually we shouldn't judge either way if that's what they want to do with their life and he's not harming anyone else then do what you want yeah well, I do. you can't judge you can't judge no you can't do like i i i still i've still seen some people who like, we used to go to raves we used to go to like all mm. night raves and like leave there at like seven eight o'clock in the morning sunglasses <laughs> and like uh, i remember this is it's a long time ago now and i saw, and I'm, I'm, i remember seeing this guy and like um the rave scene and all that we'd kind of finished with all that and i remember seeing him and he was saying like um can remember like he used to have like fantasia and quest yeah. and like all them kind of things and like it was like way after all that finished and helter skelter and all that kind of stuff and i remember seeing him in this like old jacket like he'd been inside for a bit and like he still had his jacket he's like yeah you know what yeah because like we always used to say to each other we've seen the lineup and show each other the flyers mm -hmm. so this flyer's in the lineup on this it's like oh yeah uh this these reunions are on with like all these djs i'm thinking to myself that dj probably about say 60 or 70. well <laughs> 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 like he's still yeah. they still live within that area and they have to they have to try to kind of like kindly say well we don't go to that's not me now yeah. we, we don't go to like raves mm. up until like seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> i'm lucky to make nine o'clock at night my back will not hold out that long. <laughs> it's that it's that time that chapter was their happy place was yes it? and sometimes it, it 
people find happiness in nostalgia. Anything? Well, they could just be, still be happy there. Oh, no, I, I think so. I think that's what you're saying is rarer Possibly. that they are happy there. It's. I remember when I was there and I had girls. I remember when I was there and I had friends, and all of a sudden. You're still trying to get your mates back to the party that finished all them years ago. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, there's always two sides of the coin, but I, I think a lot of it is you're chasing ghosts. Like sometimes like when you go on holiday back somewhere that you went 20 years ago and you go and the fun fairs closed down and the piers are shit all. Yeah. <laughs> but in your mind's eye, that was your happy place where you went with your, your nan or you went there and you've gone, them days are gone. I think that have you ever, have you ever done this with old your daughter now? Mine's seven. Seven. Have you ever tried to have you have you ever tried taken her somewhere to where you used to go to, which was really fun? Cottle End. And then you take her there and you're like, oh, remember when I used to go when I was a kid and take him around I'm like, Yeah. They're looking around, it's just like <laughs> uh, it's, almost, it's almost like it's almost like telling a joke about yeah. like, about a night out. And no one's laughing. Yeah. And you have, you have to end up going, oh, you would have actually been there. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> you go back to Cottle End. Oh, I loved Cottle Me and my mum used to go there every weekend. I loved it. We went there and I just, it hasn't been done. Whether they're doing it up there. But I went and I, it could have brought tears to my eye because I, I wanted her to have the same experience of what I had there. Mm. You know, it's even the same when you show them a movie. Yeah. Of, where well, we're gonna watch Drop Dead Fred or yeah, yeah. Spaceballs, and you're going, oh, I still love it, but I can see why you don't like because the jokes are very dainty, <laughs> the acting yeah. is poor, and the singing's terrible. Plus, plus they've just moved on. Like kids yeah. now were not kids back then, are they? No. Like now, to like, like to see a Jurassic Park movie yeah. when that come out, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, this world, these dinosaurs moving yeah. around. Now that's kind of like. Oh, dinosaur <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like We've and it's the same with pe- it, like everyone's gone to west midland safari park now not cotwell end yeah, yeah so now you're comparing west midland safari park to cotwell end yeah it's yeah it's the fair there amazing yeah, yeah. but now you, now you get to walton towers you don't yeah and you know what i mean yeah well, i've still i've popped down now i'm like it just doesn't seem the same as it does. Mm-hmm. But like obviously, well, I suppose when you're this big, yeah, that ride's a big ride. Yeah, you're looking up at everything. Everything looks a big mm-hmm. and amazing. And like you know, like I suppose like he's like inside there. When you're young, everything looks big and amazing, bright lights. This that. But like they say, what once you've probably seen one lot, you've probably seen them all. Yeah. Or you've probably gone there so many times. Or you try to recreate like some of the good times you had there. And you, and like sometimes you have to understand that like those times have gone you can't recreate them mm. and it's like when you see like some of these promoters they'll go oh we're going to do like always like, like mention like, re- reunion night mm. a reunion night sounds like the greatest thing in the mm. world until you go there and you realize that like just like you say um can't last after till after nine <laughs> o'clock yeah he don't dance. it's noisy yeah it's, no, it's noisy <laughs> yeah. he don't dance like how he used to dance they're all old men yeah you know um, what I mean? yeah, they're all old, old either old men or, or older women like probably, yeah. trying to wear the same clothes yeah. as, as, as we did back then and you're like yeah, those jeans are a little bit too tight on you there, mate. And um, that's a global hyper quality t-shirt. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, like, we've, like even like with Faulty Towers, I've heard them make, making a new Faulty Towers. Yeah. And they've redone lots of shows, redone lots of... Pre- and it's... They were brilliant. That was a great time. 
And you say, look, with kids, it's like, what's wrong with Steppel? What's wrong with Copeland? Let's make it too big. And it brings us back to the original point by Bruce Lee. Give people knowledge. It hasn't always got to be. A day out hasn't always got to be Alton Towers. It can just be simple, free things, can't it? Mm. And sometimes we feel like bigger, expensive is better. And sometimes it's not, is it? No. So, like, my daughter, we went to Harry Potter World, we went to London. Her favourite part of the weekend was a breakfast because it's a buffet <laughs> breakfast. And she was a big girl. She made us some cocoa pops. Then she went and got any thinking. It used to be because to Mexico. And it, you're like, I could have just put you there in the yes. fair. It's <laughs> <laughs> got me a few hundred quid. We could have just gone over the road. But we think the biggest yeah. things are going to be the most important. A favourite thing of holidays used to be eating Daddy Crisps. Mm. Pack of Pringles, all in bed. I took it to Mexico and all you asked about is some Pringles on the but, bed. It's about right, isn't it? We forget this. It's like buying the expensive present and the play with the cardboard box. But that we forget about. And the beauty of life is often the things that don't cost at all. Mm. And it's like when I can't remember, I was talking to someone as I'm always talking to people. And it was like you ask a child what they want. And the first the first thing is a computer or da da da. But when you break it down, it's I want to spend time with parent or mm. the the first instinct is bling, riches, did it but it's what what do you actually want? I don't really care as long as I'm with you. And we forget that. And once again, we have to be reminded of it. Because when I look back at my childhood, it's what did I enjoy? I enjoyed being with my dad, or I enjoyed being with mom, or I enjoyed being with nanny and granddad who were in heaven now. And or I, you know, what I mean? it's yeah. but you forget, don't you? You forget what were the best part of my childhood? What was the best part of being a dad? What's the best anything? You know, when we're all just snuggled up on the settee. <laughs> Well, I think that changes as they get older as well, you know, what teenagers now. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it doesn't. I think it's more towards friends now, so it's the same principle. Same principle. It's, it's just more I, like, I don't, I don't really want, I don't, I don't remember it as much with mom and dad, but yeah. I, I remember what I was doing with my friend, and it might, it might have been cinema, it might just be, you know what, we were down in the park and we, we, we had no money, did that. we? So yeah. you would just be doing sod all for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edge diving, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sitting there under a slide in the rain, yeah. Because yeah. you know, with the, when we were kids, you had to find shelter, so you'd be there in the bus stop, yeah. Oh, the old man's in war leave, and you'd be there going, oh, This is crap. We look like the best days of our life, <laughs> best days of our life. Oh, kids don't know they're born nowadays. You think, so what do you do? We always we sat in the bus stop, yeah. It's like hell again now, isn't it? It's like going back to the club, isn't it? God, I wouldn't want to do that. But you go, that was when our friendship was formed and you look back at a lot of your friendships it's normally formed in hard times good times and hard times and you go like i remember when we met when as you say under the slide you are or around the back of safeway or you know and it wasn't like do you remember when we met at alton towers of course not well, I think your teen years are that time where you you choose your friends. Like you, when you're when you're in primary school, you're kind of put into a usually a smaller school, and and you're not forced together, but you, the, it's limited, isn't it? Whereas when you get older, you're going to see you're in the bigger school, and and there's a bit more choice in who you hang around with. It's like when you're when you're really young, you kind of it's whoever your 
parents. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's the way it is. If you sit next to that person, you end up being friends, whether mm. you mix or not. You, you're right, you know, because say like, um, I'll be listening to this. So I've been, what, like, when I was a kid, like, better be. I might, I'll remind you, but like, my best mate was down Booth. He lived over the road for me, mm. and like obviously we still talk on Facebook every now and again. But like we, I've got like the best memories of best, best memories. He's always like me, Darren Booth, Richard Starr, and Alan Price. And, and like Alan lived behind me. Richard lives on the next street, and Darren lived over the street. And like his dad used to like making building like um, you know the old go karts with the pram wheels and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, we'd go fishing. But like he was like he was like my best, my, my best mate, and we do I'd do like he, his mum his mum and dad allowed him to go to Bright Hill, and like I was always like just in the street, and mm -hmm. like because he was super sensible, like everybody loved him in my family, like oh if Darren's going to Bright Hill, he's okay, John can go with him. <laughs> Kind of thing, and like, that was the kind of trust my parents had in me. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that sensible person, yeah, you're yeah, right. Because yeah, like, it, it was known as my sensible mate. Um, kind of, um, it was known as my sensible mate, kind of thing. Um, but like, I think when we got like to, I think when we got to secondary school, we could like, we used to spend like a six week holiday together and like play all the time, mm. rolling cars down the paths and playing He Man figures and mm. doing all kinds of all kind of stuff. But like I think when we got to secondary school, and like I realised there's there's loads of other different people and and, and like they're, they're like they've, they've got different interests and then like obviously like they're my best mates, they've marked me good pals with, with, with Pete and Justin and like and like in. It keep it, it changes. Mm. It, it always changes. Then, like obviously, you leave leave school. Then, like I've got like another different set of pals. And then, like uh, as the years go by, it, it just like it always like just always like changes. But at each point, of all them friends, you'll be best friends forever. Yeah. At that time, you, you can't envision a time where you'll fall out. And a lot of your friends, you don't even fall out. You just. Because I'm saying like me and Darren, we never had an argument about anything. We mm -hmm. just got along all the time. Just, and like I said, I come in life. I've had like some like disagreements with like some pals as we got older because I think it's more so because some of us just get more grumpier quicker than others, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is. I just understand what it is, but like, but like, yeah, it just it just it just happens. But like, there's never like no big kind of for that disagreement mm. you just kind of slowly well the, the world opens up to you more doesn't yeah, it the older yeah. you get you realize that this you, it's not just the two streets you live in on the street next to you you know you've you've got broiler that you can and then and then from broiler you, you've you've got the west midlands from the west you've got the uk and then the world you know it keeps and your world grows as you get older i think obviously i'm talking yeah, because i like obviously i went from like friends within my couple of streets then going to like um uh, depends on that school and having friends in Brockmore mm. and like don't you like on your stone throw away but it's almost like a, it was like a different mm. world mm. to me mm. there was just I, I just I was like these guys are really different like they're all really super funny there's all like all comedians mm. it was like, <laughs> like it was like, there's never a time not being around them and not like bursting out laughing all the time and mm. and just like even somebody like from from somebody from Toldhouse Lane to Brockmore or to mm. different different areas and I think it's like you say like it's kind of ultimately spreads and you know it goes further and further out until until i've been like friends who live in the states now or people like who live in in austria and, and, and whatever else is yeah imagine now i mean with the internet you know what i mean it's like how bridge it is now for the world and any friends i've seen because i'm one of them people oh my god happy birthday john or congratulations john yeah. i like and i share people's stuff i never have arguments on there i never if I, if I don't know what you're saying i don't comment on it yeah if you say something nasty to me i block you yeah you know what i mean but how many people i've seen who've been friends 
and then someone has said something stupid or they've got involved in an argument and i've seen lifelong friends fall out yes <laughs> and i'm thinking how have you let this get in the way of your lifelong friendship i think sometimes people come out with very stupid comments and i think because it's out there in writing it's out there it's no longer oh kev said this um, he's out of order in the prince the other day or he was out it's out there and then you jump on your bandwagon because i didn't think you would say this and then i'm thinking i saw the most of that through lockdown mm -hmm. through people had nothing else to do before out with yeah, a lot of yeah. friends so like <laughs> i saw a lot of um if you um if you if i see you believe in this or this mm. take this dose of yeah. medicine <laughs> or, or if or yeah or mm. if, if you don't believe in this or if you're doing this take your friend up take yourself off my friends list or mm. block you and <laughs> i'm like if they said that within a conversation would you have said don't ever speak to me because i've showed you this opinion here mm. don't ever speak to me again mm. or this do you talk about like um it could be red cars are the best mm. but we believe if red cars um you can you know like that's association with donald trump but he's got a red hat yeah so if you like red cars you must you must like donald trump so don't ever speak to me ever again but like if you just send it in the pub or yeah. somewhere else would you have said to that person and, and sometimes in the pub you just go oh, stop being soft sod yeah you just you go get a drink and come back <laughs> yeah, or, you know you just brush it off don't you but i think sometimes typing i always like to say when when people type things i always like things myself because I, I i don't i'm like yourself i don't get involved in spats mm. on computers i like to say to somebody if you want to talk to me about it just talk to me about it mm. but like i don't get in, in involved in that but like it's like it's like I, I, is there a you know do you do you really feel there's like much traction the real kind of like how, how much do you really feel mm. about that and sometimes they've typed something and we, we've said this about sometimes like people will say something in an argument me and you will have an argument did a little back and forth but sometimes i go uh i hate i hate the lines boxing club and you go you are you had the lines boxing club yeah i'll forget and then they walk off from the computer on the on sat they're gonna yeah. respond half the time they don't even really no. it's just what they've talked but like once it's there yeah that's the worst i think that's probably the worst thing about like obviously i was about to say when you type something it's there to keep on bringing it back up mm. or you're so angry about it then you, you, you go and show your mates you go look what he's typed yeah it probably goes further than that as well because ultimately the job of social media is to keep you on social media mm. to sell you more advertising so and, and what they've worked out is someone does put a post that is controversial that potentially people don't like mm. it gets them views and that will give you more because it gets them views controversy controversy sells they say, it does yeah. well it uh, and instead of saying positive quotes pop it up all the time yeah it's, yeah you won't yeah you won't because how many people comment on the positive quote no. nobody yeah. only only if somebody maybe one or two who, who feel it yeah. yeah but like ultimately it's like um i noticed this myself like and it, it's whatever you put up 
So like um, me, if I put up a photo of myself with like no top on, and it was all oh, great, 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 and like comments and whatever. But if you put something up which is like more so kind of mm. like more positive, or you know, trying up this, it's like it doesn't it doesn't really get much traction. Mm. But for me, I'm like, well, you know what? If that's the case, I'll just keep on doing more. Don't don't be wrong. There will be a time where you might see me without no top on there, but like it's, that's not the main thing. I'll just keep on pushing. Mm. I'd rather keep on pushing that agenda because I know like, that is more authentic than authentic than me. But that's because you're not bothered about likes and no, comments, it, whereas people are. Ultimately, people are. The, 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 people get validation out of someone liking a photo. Yeah, it, it doesn't make no. it, cause I, I'm sure there was people who used to think that like, that made a lot of difference to me, but it really doesn't. Mm. So like, I've had this conversation before when people go, oh, you never like my comments. And I'll just get off them and go, yeah well we you know we've we've both been in that situation whereas we're trying to grow the podcast, yeah, so ultimately the way to grow it is by getting yourself out there if technically more people are liking you, more people sharing more people are commenting, yeah, the further you go, so we have conversations about well, how do we do it, how do we push this, how do we do that? But there comes a point where we won't se- we won't um, sell out our morals on it. Yeah. So we won't put out something controversial just to put more people yeah. to like it. Whereas people will. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably rather wait like 20, however many years it is in order to get like obviously the right people. Because mm. like sometimes when you people have like, you have all these people, not always the right people to have there. Because mm. like, mm. you know, each kind of um, social media space, is that's your, that's like your profile is your profile, your profile is your profile. It's like not everyone's meant to be there. Mm. And like, you know, sometimes like saying I'm gonna have all these people here, some of them they're not there for the right reasons. Mm. If you've got like the right people, I would say for me now, if I come like I'm kind of pushing like um healthy living, PTing and showing bits of my lifestyle and bits of, like coaching and even like showing like my podcast and and whatever not. I don't believe I should be putting on anything there just to get people over. Mm. I want to keep on doing I'd rather be consistent doing what is right for me without like trying to, you know, just aim for, for the, like, yeah. aim for lots. So if that's the case, I can just go. You try and get like some young young birds come and stand back, or stand stand in the back back side like this little horsey pose, yeah. do a pout, do a mm. pout, and then like no, I've got like. And, and 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 what you soon realise is what does that like mean? Yeah, because for us that like is absolutely nothing if if they don't genuinely go over and listen to our podcast yeah. and hopefully help themselves. Mm. by listening to what we're, 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 we're talking about, by realising that we're, we are men who talk about feelings. You know, we spent yeah. the first half an hour of this show talking about feelings. Yeah. yeah. So our aim is to help people. So, yeah. But if they're just liking a Facebook post, well, it helps no one. Really. They want to get turned on by our pictures. They've gone to the wrong <laughs> Although John's going to be topless any minute yeah. now. I just know it. <laughs> we need to get our ratings up, John. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's funny though, John. You know, you know your, your alpha mansions, you're always in your car, aren't you? Yeah. you but in it, Is that the only place you can get peace? But, but yes. If you, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're there, it's actually saying, okay. shut sh- sh- <laughs> oh, no, yeah. up, Colin. Shut up, Colin. Your views would go through the roof, but it's. Stop putting ideas in my head, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I want them likes. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Quinn, one of my best friends in the world, yeah. and he was doing a real free painting thing, and I said, 
quid won't you top it's good bloody okay what didn't i think about that because <laughs> <laughs> me and always we always laugh me and quinn we talk virtually every day and, like, and he's the same when he's got his shirt off or he's doing something rude hundred thousand likes and then he talks about black lives matter he talks about whatever mm. seven likes you know and it's anything in are you a sex symbol mm. or are you going to listen to what i have to say and you know what it is? I, res I respect Quentin. I, lo I love Quentin and Cash. Like, I love his women as well. Like, so much. Because, like, the thing is, like, obviously, we've obviously, Quentin could easily just take his top off. And, like, he's been like, he's, 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 he's like, I think he was born as an action man. And, like, and obviously, they're good looking lads. Yeah. And the fact of uh, the fact of the matter is, it's like, he can just go and get girls as and when he wants to and all that kind of thing and it's like he can be there but like the fact of the matter is like he there's something that i noticed something that he started doing which i started doing as well because like people would more so compliment me on the way that i looked mm. on my body and everything else i'm like and like it's you know like when you when you see when you see like women like with the low cuts i go oh up here yeah. up here and like i'm like I'm, I'm, i think i, I kind of get that and, and for me it's like not up here it's like it's up here yeah it's up here between there and there that's what like I'm, that's what i'm more proud of mm. so like nowadays like you very rarely see me do anything like like, like that but so you know not saying i'm, I'm not going to do it again but like this is more important to me but you also couldn't complain about it if people did comment on it could you because ultimately you you're putting a top out there to get that reaction yeah why else were you doing it if not well i think because i, I think because like with, with myself it was because of like competitions mm. and like obviously like showing like the um showing the progress of going from just like um normal body to kind of like really defined and competition level and that's and that's what it is but like even when i'm showing that it still gets turned into something else mm. and then i think that's just, i don't i think that's just human nature it's like you know like um a girl could like be a dj and she could have like a, a local top or something but everyone's just like going hawking her because of like the way she's dressed or the way she looked mm. and like she could be going well i'm just genuinely showing you how i dj and how good i scratch and how mm. good i mix but everyone's like it's about that on the side but if you are genuinely wanting to show that mm. you can you word it carefully because i know what you're saying mm. but if you're if you genuinely want people to show that it's like having a bling watch on your arm and going, oh, look at my bling watch, but actually look at my face. To me, yeah. you know, if you, if you want someone to look at your face, don't yeah. show them your watch. Yes. And sometimes people are going to look where they're going to look. Yeah. Of course they are. You know what I mean? If, if you find someone sexually attractive, mm -hmm. or if you're envious of a watch, your eyes will wander to where they're going to wander. wander. Of course. Yeah. You, know, you know, if um, if you listen to a CD and you're a DJ, you don't know if she is gorgeous or he is a fat old bloke. that's why we're on the radio see someone like that you you can also go she is a great dj but she is gorgeous or you know it's your eyes will wander to where your eyes will wander and your mind will go where it's going to go to isn't it yeah that's human nature it's how we reproduce and it's how we find things attractive how we find people interesting and it is possible to find someone attractive and appreciate what they're doing yeah, yeah. isn't Definitely. it yeah. you know because she's gorgeous but she's also a wicked dj 
Can I ask you what? So, what is your drive beyond the podcast, then, John? Oh, okay. So <laughs> we haven't spoke about it. Come on, John, come on and speak <laughs> no, no, about no. Your, your podcast. <laughs> and we've spoken about anything, but well, but well, well, what it is, as I said, like, we always do this, but we can just mm. like to get into our conversation. Like, uh, but, okay, so the podcast is called Dance the Core. Um, it's myself. Um, so if you look on these pictures, it's our caricature. So this is uh, Baz, Amit, and myself. Um, it's loosely, but you know what? Yeah, I can't be very honest. I think it's because like. Um, I respect what you guys do so much. It's like loosely based on a little bit what you do, but like, but also within the within the fitness industry and the wellness and and just like um, it's not just about like men's, but but like men's like health and whatever. But like it's the whole mm. the whole kind of everything which is on the table underneath health, fitness, and wellness. Mm. Uh, so we could be talking about like obviously um, like relationships, mental health. Um, gym like obviously like um like obviously like gym backgrounds and sporting backgrounds so we've got like a we've, we've got like a broad spectrum which we which we can cover um and i just i think it was ultimately it was like me and my friend um amit uh, i've known amit for a couple of years he he used to um do uh, men's physique i was introduced to him by like a, a mutual friend um we wanted like to um help with some um because uh, he does, he obviously, cause I do men's physique, um, com, uh, men's physique competitor, and so was he. So he just needed some help with his um, posing. So like, I just spoke to him, like we started like speaking, and like I just kind of like guided him like through one of his competitions. We became friends, and then obviously um, we had a conversation some years later, and then we was talking about like getting a podcast together because we used to have like, some really long, extensive conversations. And then it was like, oh, you know, it'd be great if we just do like a podcast and talk about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, there's lots of conversation we had was going, oh, that'd, that'd be really noteworthy. Um, and then, uh, then I met Baz um, through uh, my cousin and his friend Claire. Um, it was like through a, another wellness event. I'd gone there to go and do like a talk. Um, didn't actually get to do that talk that day. Um, and I just, obviously, I'd seen Baz before. Um, saw him in the gym, and I, I, I think we just like used to have like just just general conversations, and mm. I think we had like about say two or three conversations. And I, and I said to him like, "How would you like to join us on the podcast?" And he was like, mm. "He just didn't even think about it." Like, "Yeah, it's cool." And this was before I really kind of understood everything what he did. So I think so. I met the uh, Baz does like NLP. Um, he's a PT. Uh, Amit's a uh, IFBB uh, coach and a, chem, um, a chem competitor as well. And like obviously with my background, it kind of mixes the two together. So, you know, like, and it, I think we've got like a good, like, um, we've got like a good combination between the three of us. We've got like a, we've got like, a, I say like, uh, Bazzy's like, uh, Young, Bazzy's like a lot younger. Uh, Amit's like a little bit, a uh, little bit younger than me. Like obviously me being the old, being the oldest, and we've all kind of got something to bring uh, to the table. Um, but it's nice hearing like some of the tricks of the trade. Mm. Um, people in the know will understand it, but it's also nice having three blokes talking about wellness. Yeah, because like when we've done our talks on uh, on site and everything, so when we go, well, it's nice to hear blokes talking to blokes about wellness. Because sometimes blokes don't want to hear about talk to a woman about wellness and well-being, yeah. and it's nice when they've got someone who they can relate to. Yes, 
And I think an extra woman talking about wellness and happiness and positivity and yeah, can I can it goes back to what that thing what we what we say is like I never want to be known as John the bodybuilder or John the physique guy because mm. like I say to people like all those years of me working on my own driving in the truck you don't understand like the amount of things that was going through my mind and like mm. me making sense of things and then like obviously when you relate someone they'll go so what book you read i'm like i haven't read any books i've just kind of been thinking about this mm. if you give yourself like you give yourself enough time to think about something and understand like is that the real answer to that or is that or, or is that the, you want the real answer or the fabricated answer because you mm. don't want to lie to yourself what's the point in that but like you know just understanding like wellness and understanding the whole kind of mixture of it all in together within bodybuilding and just your general everyday life and just you know like it's all under one umbrella and it all kind of like seeps into each other and like as i said like it's a very broad spectrum and there's like the you know there's there's like there's like so many different ways we're gonna go are you um are you doing it more of a um planned style because obviously we we come on those podcasts and we very rarely know what we're going to talk about where where we're going to take it is are you doing it more of a structured version or you're very similar um, to that we I, I think because i've said ultimately this is like mine and uh, this is mine and amit's uh, baby and we spoke about it i think um ultimately i think the more i will like i want to the more like I've, I've watched different podcasts and whatever i I, I want it that to be like a little bit more structured. Um, and I've, and I've said to the guys, listen, if we get someone on and we start talking about something, and it's, it becomes more of an interesting conversation. I don't want just to end it there. Mm-hmm. Not say we're gonna have like a four or five hour, <laughs> five yeah. hour conversation because I want to go. I want to go home at some point. <laughs> um, but like, um, I think the exciting thing is is we're gonna see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you put too much structure on on like on sometimes on the conversation or you know, because I say we've been to the radio show before. I think this is a much more relaxed and it's a much more relaxed place than obviously than obviously being on, on the on the radio or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't want it to be like super structured like that. I want it just to be like organic, yeah. just flow. Um and if we obviously we get obviously to get like guests on, give as much as you want or as little as you want. Um but you've got to be interested. If anybody's looking at Marsha, you better be interested. <laughs> <laughs> What's all safe to them? Pretty good because the aim of all of us is to get people talking. Yes. And if you could feel like you're the third, fourth, fifth person in the room, mm. and you go, yeah, man, yeah, and that starts a conversation in your group, then we're doing our jobs, isn't we? Oh, yeah, of course. I, I think that one of the reasons why uh, I wanted to do this more so than anything else, because I think if anybody knows me from the gym, then know that, like, I'm, I'm, I think me and you are pretty much the same. I think me and you can have a talk. I've got we Kev. Yeah. You probably beat, you probably beat me, though. I'm not Kev up against anyone else. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, like, yeah, Kev would probably just have me held like this. <laughs> but, like, um, I, am, I am known to have, like, a natter in the gym, but, like, I'm, the conversations that we have in the gym, they're never, they're, they're only a small percentage about gym. Mm. A lot of it's about everything else. And like I'm, I'm so interested in people like who, who do sports or do gym, and just like I want to know about everything else apart from what everybody else knows them for. Mm. That's what I find really interesting. Mm. And like some of the things what like people will tell me, mm. whether it be guys or girls in the gym, they'll, they'll tell me about things. I'm like, I wonder how many other people feel that way or going through that. Because I bet mm. you think that you're the only person who goes yeah. through that, because like somebody somebody who's ripped to shreds people ultimately think 
they're okay. It's, life's good for them because he's got a six pack and like mm. he looks all, all okay. But sometimes they're the people like who are going through through the most, and like they, they go through a whole host of different like uh, emotions and problems and relationship problems and things in life and, and whatever. And everything just seems to be calling the great but like it's not so these are like some of the conversations i want to put out there sometimes being in the gym is a way of dealing with them problems you know? like some you know some people get a problem get drunk some yeah. people get a dream and train but it also gives you like a way a way into talking to that person mm. you've got your common interest of boxing yeah and then oh yeah we've watched oh you're watching uh such and beautiful yeah 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 where are you gonna watch it and then that is that conversation has opened the door for a conversation like you what, what you eating now what you how much carbs you having oh yeah oh ain't it bloody horrible just eating the same thing yeah but then you could open it because he knows what you're going through to look that good yes and it, i bet he gets you down bloody albert you know don't you and you can't go out you can't go out for me you've got a shared interest but you've got a shared struggle that you can now talk about other shared interests and other shared struggles exactly that. And i think like one thing that i do a lot because like most people will look at somebody who's really really looks good in the gym mm. and go oh he just looks well as well i can go he or she they're going on stage because like I see them in here religiously, the way that they train, what they do, and just the people who the people who are training for a competition, they're not in the gym with pals, they're not in there with friends, and they they've got a whole different persona about them, mm. and only a few people will know what that persona looks like. It's like the boxer ready, you know, when a boxer's ready, don't you? In terms mm. of the mindset and the, the focus, and yes. they don't really want to be around people; they just want to get there do the work get out of there and like as much as like i think i'm like i'm cool i'm friendly and whatever when it's my competition time people mm. generally know not just by like the way i look it's because like i'm the conversations are usually like a uh not so lengthy mm. as where they know on a normal day when i'm eating chips and, and <laughs> chips yeah. and, 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 and i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah i'll fit the other one we'll talk to us for about an hour or so no, that was like a a strong four a strong four minutes in comparison to that three hours he gave me the other day but like i just like talk to people like who are getting in, in getting ready and say to them i say how are you feeling because like not many people ask somebody else mm. not many people ask people how are you they'll say are you okay mm. and the okay just means can just go yeah i'm all right mm. and i'll say to somebody how you feeling how you getting on with the prep how's the food going mm. how's your moods and all this kind of thing and then mm. i go oh okay somebody talking to me other than just saying you look good mm. because ultimately the, when you're halfway through your prep and you're doing what you're doing if you even if you look the greatest you just you're still not finished yet you, no you don't i'm not finished i've got the competition's not till like another two months i don't look great i look all right Mm. And someone's like, you look amazing, yeah, yeah. like this. But you talk to somebody, ask them the right questions, and now they want to talk to you about it because, like, now you've got that. Now they understand that you understand. And, like, within those times, you only really want to have strong conversations with people who really understand. Mm. Going off topic a bit, when you are when you are on comp competition day and you're ready to go out on stage, mm. do you actually feel uh, feel like you look great at that point, or are you still questioning, going? Actually, I could have done that. I could have done. Um, I've learned to stop questioning. I've, no, I've loved what my whole journey of competing because I've just I've questioned. I question absolutely everything up until the point I go on the day that I. I said the morning when I wake up, 
I can look and go, oh, okay, I look all right. And so your body will change from six o'clock in the morning up until sometimes some there's some of the competitions I've gone up and like I didn't get to go on stage until like about say seven o'clock at night, even though I was up at six in the morning. Mm-hmm. And during the afternoon, um, when you're having sips of white white wine and you're only having bits of water and your body's going your body's sucking in. You just find, I, I find myself going backward and forward to the toilet in like the venue and watching my body just change a bit more, a bit more until the point where I'm like, oh, I'm happy with that now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm cool with it. But like not everybody gets, not everybody will, will be that way because ultimately when you go on stage, you'll know whether you, it's not whether you've trained hard enough, it's whether you've done your preparation with your food and you followed your prep to the point enough. Mm-hmm. By that point, there's nothing more you could say. You could. There's nothing you can do. Nothing that? you can do. The only the only person you can be disappointed with is, is like yourself when you say, you know what, yeah, I shouldn't have been picking at them foods because like mm. odd bits of food can make all the difference. But if you say to yourself, oh, I'm only having this one today. I'm only having this little bit today. I'm only having this little bit today. It compounds over the space of two months. And those two, that, if you detect, if you not have those two months of doing that, mm-hmm. that is probably the difference of you winning and you smoking the whole opposition and whatever. And just obviously we we conditioning. But like I'm, I know, I've never gone to my competition any time after my my second one, after my first one, knowing that like I hadn't done all that I need to do. So when I'm backstage. I'm dancing around with my earphones and I can people like look at me and go, I'm here eating these these dry crackers with jam on there and like I'm just trying to get this down and like he's all he's all happy. Like I'm happy because I've done everything that I need mm. to do, but like it's it's all it's all pretty much like down to yourself. Um and you know what, yeah, like I'll just plug this in here because like I said, I've I've got a docu- I've got a documentary made. You couldn't do yeah. right now, didn't you? I was gonna ask about that, actually. Yes, and it's, it's 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 finished. Um um you know what, yeah, and, and this is something about me which I can I can I can say anything which I, I spot about myself. I don't mind saying that. So it's been done for a little while now, but I don't know what. I've, it's taken me a long time just to to, to put it out because I'm, I have like this kind of like um, so, levels of self doubt about mm. it. And I've watched it. Like I'm thinking, imposter syndrome, isn't it? Uh, imposter yeah, syndrome. Yeah, and I've, I, I think I still kind of get that in a way where I still don't think. I know that I'm probably good enough. I know that I'm more than good enough because I like, how many other people do you know have got to do something like that? Mm. And like I've done it and I still kind of like, oh, I don't know whether I should really show this, but like I've got somebody helping me chopping some bits up and I'm gonna start like um putting it out. So but like it'll be out on the on the on the let it go on my um on the YouTube. I'll probably get some clearance for some of it on on some of the music or whatever. But like uh I'll just let it go soon and you'll come and see there's the there's a bit in there with um with us on there from the from the show. Because that time when you did come on, so I remember you um we always have a laugh and everything, but you were saying, I've got to go now, Kev, because I've got to get back and eat, eat yes. and I've got to wake up at so-and-so. Yeah. So it, and I remember then, like, you, know, you come back on, I think you come on just before, uh, as you were doing the documentary, because you had your guy there, Yeah. then you come on after when you won, and you got your sword, didn't you? Yes. Um, what, was that, what was the lad's name? I forgot his name. Oh, oh uh, Gerd. Yeah. yeah. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, Gerd's an absolutely amazing lad. Um, yeah, he, he put it all together for me. But it was interesting then because, and you've always been honest with the, it's not like, I'll just, I woke up like this. Mm. And it, it's the sacrifice. And it's what, if you're going to be a champion boxer, cricketer, weightlifter, whatever, 
you've got to sacrifice, haven't you? Yes. You know, and it, 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 it's sacrificing going out with your missus. It's sacrificing your food. It's sacrificing your sleep. It's sacrificing your hobbies. And a champion walks past the Mars bar. The champion doesn't go out with his mate. The champion, and it's, you're always going to sacrifice something. It depends what you're going to sacrifice. That, that when I won, obviously when I obviously won that IFBB pro, and like I say, and I've said this to him, like, and he says to me, "Boy, he said, John, you've won like one of the biggest, like we see, you've won like a big accolade within within bodybuilding, but you're just very kind of just like blah there." But I'm like, I don't think I just enjoyed. I don't know whether like I'm just like a bit of a masochist and just like love like the the pain mm. of it all. Because I'll tell you straight, mate, I cried on that. I don't know if I've told this. I don't think I've ever told But I cried on that prep. Mm. I, remember, I remember walking up through through Gornal with like a 20 kg vest on, mm. stumping at like half past four, about half past four, five o'clock in the morning, trying to get my get my, um, get my my cardio done, listening to like a motivational, um, listening to like a motivational like uh, speaker. And I, and I think to myself, and he was going, do you really want this? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta need this. You gotta want this. And, I and every word sat in me, sat in my ear, like so kind of vividly. Mm. So I remember walking, like tears, mm. and, like, and like I was thinking about, like obviously some of the guys who I'll be competing against. And I'm thinking, and I kept on saying things like, "But he ain't doing this." Mm. My coach is telling me to walk two miles. I'm gonna walk five, but he ain't doing this. Mm. And like, and like I had literal tears. And I think like when I won, it was almost like that's like I was like. I'm surprised that I won, but it's only when I look back and like, did anybody else go as far mm. as I did at that point? There probably was people like who, who, who may have been better, but like I think at that time, obviously, I won. I won through hard work. Mm. I won through because I would not allow a crisp to go past my lips, or mm. even to have like a single sweet or anything. Mm. Only to stick to that regime to the point. No, going off a little bit or saying i'm gonna have oh i've been i've eaten well for the last five weeks so i'm just gonna have like a little treat no i wouldn't allow myself anything mm. i was so it's and they say like you know if you want something that bad you mm. feel it and that's the problem one of the first things in my life that i've felt so much and i like obviously as soon as i talk about it and i say about like obviously t the tears running down my face that's sheer determination mm. that's sheer kind of like if I could bottle that up and sell that, I'd be a rich man because mm. I, I can. As I'm talking to you about it now, I can feel it. I know exactly what that 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 what that meant, and like, and I suppose that's what bring that's what brings like a great boxer or a great fighter to be a great fighter. I think that that I think of anything, you can work on strength, you can work on speed, you can work on determination, but I think something is in you. Yes. To boys on the gum shield to sacrifice too and i think some people we can all work as my personal best yeah. i can run every day i'm not i'm not gonna be mo farah yeah i can lift weights i'm not gonna be on i can get better but we have our strengths that we play to and i think what you had then is maybe something is born within you and you've really played that to your strength i wouldn't say it was born within me because i think like if you know me when i was like um like 12 and 13 like i was i was just i was a skinny kid with like a bit not, not the muscle <laughs> the determination and, and, was born into you enough it's probably the determination for something like that i think you i think any every, everyone can go out there if they find the thing that they 
want to do more than anything else, they will put that sacrifice yes. and that determination to it. Mm. I think the issue is a lot of people don't search for that thing. No, they and they give up on the first hurdle. Mm. I think um, I, I, can't, I will never use the word lucky. When people, if someone, I've heard on this, I've heard like some people saying within conversation, I'm lucky for you. I'm like, like I, I won't even kind of warrant an explanation. Mm. Like, I want I'll go, nah, mm. just like say nothing, nothing about that. But like, um, I think it was, as I said, like it was like, um, finding something which I was good at, but like, could, but ultimately, prior to those prior to that last like say seven years of doing i've got i'm getting what six seven years of getting what i got i was already training from years before so mm -hmm. like i'd already put like foundation in there which i which i was i wasn't really thinking about just imagine there's somebody like there's somebody there's some kid right now who their mom or their dad has bought them a punch bag mm. on a speed bag at home and you there's some boxing club who have never met them yet or mm. don't even know anything about them, but they just do and do and do until like they watch something and just keep on going, 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 going until they step into the gym and you're like, "What are you being? This guy's like a this, mm. this is like the ultimate. This is like the ultimate boxer, the ultimate fighter." But like obviously, they've probably been putting their fighting somewhere else mm. way before. And some kids. And I've seen, there's nothing worse than my city talent. I'll see some kids and I go, wow, man, this guy has got it. He's got no discipline. He's got no determination. He, he can't walk past the Mars bar. Mm. He's too busy going out to the booze or all, not doing his runs. And it's very, very, very rare that someone has got the ability but has got that mental grit. They win on the Sunday, they're back in the gym. They lose on the Sunday, they're back in the gym. Yeah. Uh, Kev, do you want me to do some exercises? He ain't got to be asked. He's down doing his exercises. Yeah. And it's, um, what have you done today? Oh, I've been to work. I did my run. I've done this. And he's still here. Yeah, yeah and I'll, I'll run back home. I was known to be in the gym for up to like four or five hours. Yeah. Like, yeah, easier. And sometimes I did that like, there was sometimes I could do that like twice a day. Mm. I, 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 you know, like obviously when the work was a bit quiet, I'd be in the gym at like seven o'clock in the morning or, or, or from whatever time it opened. And be in there and watch people come in, mm. go out, mm. come in, go out. Somebody's forgot something, like for their earphones, mm. and they come back and go, You still there from it? From before? Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, still going. Yeah. Still still going, mate. And and as, as, as I say, I think it's like there's, and sometimes it's just what we're saying about people in the gym, sometimes about people, we're fighting something. Mm. And sometimes we don't need to be too vocal about it, but you put it, you put it there, and like now, ultimately, you're like, that's you're the best at that. But you don't really see yourself as the best. You're just mm. going, well, I just enjoy doing this. Let's keep on doing this forever. Day. Do you think, John, that that determination, like I said earlier, do you think that determination for yourself was because of what you were doing and that you enjoyed it, or do you think you, you, whatever you'd have chosen, you'd have been that determined at? Um, I think whatever I'd probably have chosen, I would have been determined. I think, like, so like I said before, I think when I ultimately started training, I started training because of my uncle, um, because of like obviously me getting stabbed and whatever, just, just training at home. But I just, I've just done it so much. And then obviously, some years later, somebody goes to people say, to me, Oh, you're going to go on stage. And I always used to say, I ain't getting in flipping tight pants and stuff, <laughs> stretching around on, on stage. But like, I think, like, ultimately, when I carried on. If I felt like when it was time for me to cut out certain things and do whatever, I found it quite easy. I don't know what it is because, like, uh, it's like only child kind of stubbornness kind of thing. Mm. 
So I think that might have had a, a bit to play with it as well. But like, I, I think ultimately, I think whatever I was in from before, I would have been good at it. I think like if I was stuck to BMXs and skateboarding, I probably wouldn't have been a great BMX or skateboarder. Mm. Uh, if I'd have carried on drawing when I was a kid or like, carried on drawing cartoons or whatever, I probably would have been a great animator um, um, right now. But like, I just didn't have like the discipline for it or as i was growing up none of my friends wanted none of my friends were into like doing that kind of things too much so it was almost like well i just want to do what everybody else is doing because i don't want to be like a an outcast but like luckily for me um training was a thing when you're about eight so, so you'll probably see that like some guy some lads that when they get to about say so my, my son's my son's coming 16 so he's suddenly becoming i mean like a a more of a vested interest in training in the gym now because he says to me oh my oh dad like my friends are joining this gym and we're going to try and, and do this and i'll go to him well you should be able to shout shine them all shouldn't you really son and, but like i even i have to be very careful on how i say stuff like this because i'm like mm. i'm going to put no pressure on him mm. go and do it and go and enjoy it mm. if you carry on doing it and you and you, be, you get to this stage and you want to do what i've done cool but like mm. it's, i've always been the same with my son and the boxing yeah because it's a hard hard game both of them are it's a yeah. hard it's and the the hardness in the in the training, not the fight, the actual fighting. Yes. It's in the diet, in the training. But it's not something that if you don't want to do it, you shouldn't be anywhere near either of them. No, not at all. I, I actually tried to get my, get my son back to boxing, or trying to get him to do a bit, but like it's not something which he naturally goes to. Mm. Um, I've, I've, he's he's suddenly got like he's got like a more interest in music these days. Mm. I don't know why that is. <laughs> he's got he's interested in hip hop for some reason. Kind of. <laughs> Get him into. Guns don't kill people. Weapons do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that helped me. You were thank God, looking changed. All our Welsh <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> you're just the one. Now, um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's got like an interest. Like he's got like at the moment. Like he talks to me like about the lucky shot. He's always. He's always got like um he's got a thing at the moment about like DJing and, and music yeah, and, and like you know like and I love watching looking at his his, his like playlist mm. and like he's got some he's got some decent stuff on there like and I'm going taught him well yeah I him well. <laughs> like, I'm quite proud of him actually kind of thing but like um yeah I think like whatever I think whatever like you whatever like you kind of gravitate to and you do it and and I think you should never just look at something as I want to do this because I want to win this or yeah. you can do. I've said, yeah. but like I think ultimately it has to come from here first. Yeah. And once you kind of, once you kind of do it from that point of where it just becomes something you just do easily, and you just want to just do it over and over again until because I don't think, I think like um, bodybuilding is very subjective. Sometimes you can have somebody who's got good genetics and, and mm. whatever, but like, if you, but it's almost like you still have to work equally as hard. Mm. So when people say to me, "It's okay, you know, you've got genetics," I'm like, it's always going to be subjective because it's judged. Yeah. Same as boxing, unless there's a knockout, it's judged. Yeah. So there's always going to be that element of what that person likes, let alone what, what your genetics are. But I think, like, what I've heard for many years where people say to me, like, oh, what is your genetics? Is your own case, your genetics? I'm like, well, yes, but, like, not everybody in my family looks the way yeah. that I look. My uncle was, like, a, my uncle was a, was, was a biggish guy, he trained, but he never looked like the way that I, I, I did. So, like, you can't just, like, say it's damn genetics. You put the work on top of genetics. That's kind of the look argument, isn't it? Yeah. Well, lack of look argument. You know, yeah. you're lucky. Yeah, and that's mm. exactly the same one. Because, like, that, that thing where some people go, well, I can't get no carbs. My carbs are really small. And, well, that's 
just the way it goes. We'll make everything else just be the best it can be. But mm. you know, it's like uh, if you if you got it there, work on it. And like sometimes, if you haven't got it there, still still work on it. What did Mike Tyson say? Do do the things you hate like you like them, like you right. love them, and that's that's the key with being a champion, isn't it? What do you think more important, passion or discipline? Or do you get passion about something, then get the discipline to go side it? Passion, passion first. Turn passion. I think my passion turned into discipline later. I think discipline first. Mm. I think I'd like. Um, you know what? Okay, I think you kind of stumped me there because like I'm, I've actually thought I knew the answer to answer myself, but I, I would have thought it was like I had. A, I, had a, I started doing something, mm. and then I started just keep on repeating it over and over again, and then. It became like I like this, and it was my passion. It was like so maybe it's the discipline come first. Yeah, the, the routine. The routine. Yeah, yeah. I think it was more of like a more of a, a, the routine. The routine, but like, um, yeah. I've never been asked that question before. Like, obviously, like now, let's give me some. If I don't sleep tonight, Kev, that's your <laughs> you can't do these things, do you? <laughs> but like, so it's like the chicken and the egg. Yeah, like, <laughs> Um, it's it's something to think about. It's like, like me and my, I've said to people, what's more important? Um, uh, courage. Or is it what's more important? Confidence or courage? You know what I mean? And uh, people have different things. I always think, you know, give me courage over confidence any day. You know, confidence, I, I look like I can do, but courage when you yeah. bite your gums, you and go. But other people say, well, no, I need the courage. Uh, I need the confidence. So anyone out there have a think, what is more important to you? The discipline. Or the passion, and we'll all have different answers for it, won't we? I think somewhere along the line they kind of like see emerge. Into, they emerge into yeah. each other, don't they? It's like it's um, I think you kind of you kind of one without the other. It's like you say, like um, I don't know. I think sometimes you can lose the passion but keep the discipline. You see it quite often where boxers go through the routine of doing it, the discipline of doing it because that's what they do. But they don't. They get to a point when they don't really enjoy it. Them yeah, and the marriages and whatever, exactly. you yeah. know, it's it's with this sickness, well, death to us part. Yeah. Or yeah. I've got to have this last fight to me because I've got to pay the bills. Mm. I, I'm I'm good at what I do, but I lost the love for it years ago. Well, that's it. I think it's ideal if you can if you can have both, but I don't think it's necessary. Mm. That's food for four for everyone, eh? You both stump him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect him to view him. Yeah, well, that's it. That's your first topic for uh, your podcast. It really is. Um, yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna write that one down because my, my memory doesn't like really. Hold <laughs> we need to start writing things down, and we can <laughs> we get everything. I'll read all right. So. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had it a couple of times now. We were talking about something. I'm like, oh God, I've kind of. I told you, I a pad next year. Yeah. <laughs> and don't worry, you can always listen back to John like you all can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please remember to click that subscribe and uh, share. It's around <laughs> one hour thirty-three. Anyway, John just. To let you know, oh, so yeah. if you forget one hour 33, remember that. Okay, we'll start winding down anyway. Yeah. It's always a pleasure having you on, brother. Remind us again what's your podcast called? The podcast is called Uh Down to the Core, and that's myself, uh, Amit, and Baz. And uh, we we have got like our own, um, we've got like our uh, Instagram, which is uh, Down to the Core, and we've got the Facebook, which is Down to the Core as well. And we will have the uh, YouTube up and running as well soon. We've got some of our like shows on as well, which is also Down to the Core podcast. So I've just said Down to the Core. It's called Down to the Core podcast. 
That's what it is. Not just down to the core, or or hard to the core, as Kev called it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be getting filmed in here, so uh, yeah. you will. Yeah, because like, yeah, I think the thing a lot of people don't know. This is obviously we This is like uh, we're like a uh, kind of um, roommates, aren't we? Really? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're roommates. So like, um, yeah. But this this is this is generally going to be my seat anyway, until like obviously it yeah. suits you, mate. Yeah, suits you. Yeah, you look comfortable <laughs> over there. I, I, just, I just sat right into it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job you keep on talking, mate. Because I'm not staying away. Otherwise, I'll be sorry. Enjoy you've been on here enough now. Yeah. Have you got any quotes or sayings that have helped you get through life or picked your better dark places? Um, oh gosh, you've really put me on the spot now. Let me talk. Um, <laughs> you said, yeah, and he does it everywhere, every it's time. Only the fifth time you've been on. <laughs> I'm gonna say the same thing every single time. Um, I really can't think. Uh, I really can't think. Right, Kev's got one, don't worry. Go on, go on, show me if you give me what yours. Kev's you know? always got one oh, in the back. Oh. It's off. Um, oh, I don't know if you've seen it. The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. It won an award, isn't it? At Has the, he? At the, you've got, the got to download it. It's on uh, iPlayer. Yeah. Brilliant. It's only on for half an hour. It's brilliant. I've got to lead a book as well. And the little boy says to the horse, because I think you believe me more than I do. And the horse turns to the boy and goes, Don't worry, you'll catch up. And I just thought that is so lovely. But there's so many little quotes and sayings. But honestly, get on the iPlayer download it. it's uh remarkable but the best things I've, I've probably ever seen off an hour the animation the music brilliant i'll just come up with one which i thought of like um if anybody knows anything about music i'm not going to tell i'm not going to reference who it is just because i got panned for it but i do like when you've stopped having fun with it you should be done with it brilliant well guys check out his podcast and tune in next week we've got dr lloyd dr lloyd is coming on from um uh Atlantis House, Atlantic House, who's gonna be talking about loads of different stuff, another GP. Uh just tune in next time. Same time, same place, and always go back. I mean, John's been on loads now, so go back and check out his other episodes, find about his competitions, his life, and just have a good old listen. So, guys, until we see each other next time, I want you all to take care of yourselves and each other. Tara a bit. Listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen, listen.